you are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops with Vlad the Impeller and Silicon Steve Valley. And now, here is Silicon Steve Valley and Vlad the Impeller. High Spots and Cheap Pops, ladies and gentlemen, Vlad the Impaler on the other side. This is Silicon Steve Alley. And Vlad, you are doubting me. Folks, I had an opportunity to speak to the legend, Hall of Famer, Brett the Hitman Hart, my favorite singles wrestler, Bell to Bell, ever. And it was a thrill for me. But Vlad the Impaler, you seem to be a little cynical about the the, the authenticity of this uh recording recorded conversation between me and the hitman listen there are a few people on this planet that you love more than Bret Hart I'll say that and if you actually had the opportunity to interview Bret Hart you would be so distracted because your pants would be down around your ankles and you would just be flailing away at your manhood as he spoke so I have no doubt that video that I just saw which none of that was occurring that is the reason why I have zero doubt that you did not actually talk to the uh, hitman himself. Well, I absolutely did talk to Brett the Hitman Hart. He is a friend of mine. Oh, and we talked. We talked for several minutes, and I only had to pay one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, is this your cameo? Yeah, I are, still talk now, to are, him. Are you permitted to to go and uh, broadcast that? No, that's why I didn't broadcast it. Oh, so uh, I, you know, well, at least I don't. It wasn't that interesting. It was only two minutes of him rambling and me rambling. More importantly, oh my god, and that's it, huh? You only get two minutes. I don't. I'm still not sure if the juice was worth the squeeze. Yeah, man, I, that's amazing. I mean, that's a like. Hey, I give you credit. Um, I thought you were just bullshitting me, and I'm really shocked that you weren't masturbating during that thing. But. Uh, That'd be kind Basically. of that'd be kind of homoerotic. I mean, Bret Hart's a man, even though he has beautiful hair still to this day. He does have great hair, and uh, you know what? But I am a two on that bisexual scale, so who knows? Right, right. You know, we, we know stories. It's okay, Silicon. You know, you're from the close to the San Fernando, uh, Fernando Valley. There, a lot. Of we get wild down. there, baby. Yeah, I know. I know. We're, we're getting wild. <laughs> so that's interesting. Interesting, man. I didn't realize that you actually, and what's funny is Cameo has been popping up as far as like advertisements on my news feed. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just like looking through. And I actually thought, I'm like, oh, I mean, that'd be like a good gift idea for somebody. So now you're telling me how it sort of works. And I can't believe that you spent $150 for two minutes with that guy. I made more than that in Bitcoin today. So I don't care. Well, that's nice. You're actually investing in Bitcoin? Yes. I've made very good money in Bitcoin. Well, that's pretty good. Pretty yeah, day absolutely. <laughs> when you and Silicon Steve Valley, you lose your, you go through COVID, you lose your fortune, you have to build your fortune back. And that's what Silicon Steve Valley is doing right now. And I'm excited. You should see the mansion that we're, that, that Kelly Williams and Silicon Steve Valley are, are thinking of buying in, uh, in the hills of Pennsylvania. We can't wait. Kelly Williams. Yeah, my wife. Ah, uh, yes. Kelly Williams is a little more prevalent on the on Forty Something podcast that I also host, but you know that already. But oh, enough yeah. about my brand. I'm I'm tired of building my brand, man. Let's talk about professional fuck freaking wrestling. Pardon my language. We had quite a week, 
and you text me. Let's get into the the pop. The, I don't want to know if this is the lead, but let's talk about this. I get a text while my wife and I were enjoying a nice vacation that Kyle O'Reilly had a seizure. Is yes. that true? Did he actually have a seizure, or are you a mark? Not true. So you're a mark. Not a, not a mark. I was just concerned about the gentleman's uh, health. I hate the word mark, by the way. Everyone call everyone who watches professional wrestling just they, they throw the word mark at someone just to insult them. Like every wrestling yeah. fan isn't a friggin' mark. Shut up. We're all marks, idiots. Yeah, every yeah, we're all the same tribe. And uh yeah, I was just con- actually concerned about what what I read about it was that they are I'm assuming they videoed it and filmed it, and basically next week they're gonna go and sell. Uh, the spot that he did where Adam Cole went and dropped him on his head on the stairs. And uh, yeah, so basically, uh, you know, and really what it looks like, what I'm surprised at is what, what it seems like they're doing is WrestleMania weekend. I would think it's going to be Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor in a triple threat match. And I'm, I'm, where, where I'm, where I'm, and honestly, where I'm surprised about that is I thought it was going to be Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross, and and I haven't really watched um, NXT on Wednesdays in quite some time. And what I'm what I'm sort of surprised to see now is that Karrion Cross is being betrayed almost like a face. Which I don't know. He was a unbeatable monster, and then all of a sudden he's like uh, acting a little bit more of, as a face after he had a little bit of an interaction with Edge. I don't know how how that sort of occurs, but. I mean, it's a no-brainer to me. The guy's a monster, and he has the whole, like, uh, you know, the devil incarnate sort of uh, attitude and persona. But yet now he's, like, a, a decent guy, and he's feuding with the cruiserweight champion for some reason. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to even play like I know the guy's name, but he used to be a mass wrestler, no longer a mass wrestler. And Karrion Cross has beef with him, so I'd say they're misusing this guy. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, but, yeah, getting back to the original point, it looks like it's going to be a triple threat match and they're sort of, I, I, I don't know what the dynamics are going to be of this match. Uh, maybe you have a, an idea as well, but like say if Adam Cole loses, do you think he just goes to raw for instance, or no, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they want yeah. Adam Cole to join. I don't think they bring the undisputed error up together. No, I think they're breaking them up and I, and I could almost see, I, 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 I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I've, I felt, felt like Finn Balor should have, have like some sort of, and I'm not going to say bullet club, but like something like a, like a faction of some sort. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like just do it right, man. If it's not the bullet club or Balor club, do something, not necessarily undisputed error, give themselves another name. I don't know, but yeah, I think he'd be great, especially the way he's been uh, wrestling of late. Uh, the Pete Dunn match that he had, not going to say it was like Flair Steamboat to me, but man, it was a pretty brutal match. It was, it was good. It was, and it was like very um, English uh, styled, like brutal, like attack different parts of the body, wear you down. Stephen Regal just smiling ear to ear, but these yeah, two played it off really well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Listen, yeah. I don't even want to put Regal in the same boat as those two guys. I know Regal is talented, especially as a speaker. But uh, those two uh, in Dunn and Balor, man, they just kicked the crap out of each other. And uh, it was pretty physical. And and that's been sort of the reoccurring theme of Balor's last matches with O'Reilly, um, uh, Dunn, and who the hell uh, broke his jaw? Was it was that O'Reilly as well? 
I'm trying to think. So he, somebody broke his jaw within the last two and a half months or so. But um, yeah, but it yeah, it just he's, it yeah. So he, he's he's just been getting into like really like physical type matches here versus any of the high flyer high flying uh, acrobatic stuff. So, but now we're looking at you know as far as NXT is concerned, uh, some flavors of the Bullet Club with Adam Cole and and Balor being involved together, sort of turning on each other and feuding, and I don't know the great equalizer could be Kyle Riley. Yeah, I think they're going to do something similar to what they they did with the Shawn Michaels Benoit Triple H match, where it's going to be a real big time rivalry between them and Adam Cole. They both hated Triple H at the time. Yep. And you're going to see that, and there's a mutual respect between O'Reilly and Balor. But we we've, we've seen that Balor, you know, look that New Japan pro wrestling style that Balor came up in, and where he really chopped a lot, really broke a lot of his teeth and really in my opinion became a fantastic professional wrestler that style is now becoming more prevalent in wwe it was in it was in aew since day one because obviously so many people from new japan are in there so wwe now are 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 really adapting to that new japan style that heavy hitting style it is also a touch of british style but they call it strong style i i would i would say obviously pete dunn definitely more of the european style but Balor, despite the fact he is from Ireland and he's obviously European, however, I really believe it's really his impact from what he did in New Japan, particularly when he was th- that year or so when he was head of the Bullet Club and he was the guy who started it all. Mm-hmm. And That's it's, true. It's funny, but and, but but so let's to talk go back into it so we can recap it. Everyone knows what happened on at NXT Takeover. Uh, Adam Cole, if you don't know, Kyle O'Reilly was trying to get Finn, ba- Finn Balor into the disputed era. Adam Cole obviously didn't dig on it. He super kicks Finn Balor. Kyle O'Reilly protests. He super kicks Kyle O'Reilly. And what happened on NXT during uh, previous before the seizure? That um, wasn't a seizure. Let's be honest. Wait a minute. I thought you said it was a seizure. But no, no. We've uh, new, new stuff has come to light, man. Oh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So sorry, this gorilla yeah. blue number four, baby. Got to give up the kind tree. But anyways, yeah, yeah, not a seizure. Yeah. Dropped on his head. So you Steve know what? Valley was relaxing and 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 relaxing with his wife doing mushrooms, and I heard Kyler Riley had a seizure. Totally ruined my trip. I want you to know that. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Yeah, um, but he, you know what? Let me just make a quick point. Kyler Riley's a likable talent i'm not saying he's a world beater uh, i would i want to go and put my uh, company on his back but he's a good talent the fans like like him and the fact that uh fans actually thought something deeper happened to him and were worried about it kind of spoke to me a little bit i'll say that but you know the truth is out there it was a work it's part of the storyline but like it was just it was an interesting reaction because that that little rumor like spread like wildfire that night so um but yeah, like overall, um, how it started to get back to your initial question was um, basically I, Kyle O'Reilly came out. You would have probably mocked the beginning of it, I'd say. But he came out basically was saying, hey, listen, you know, there's some issues here, of course. I feel like I've been betrayed, yada, yada, yada. And he calls out, uh, he calls out Adam Cole. Well, Adam Cole doesn't come out. Here comes Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is trying to play Peacemaker. Uh, trying to put it out. 
there like hey uh adam cole was just emotional emotional reacted to like what was going on and um you know we could all still get along sort of shit so uh next thing you know Kyler Wiley calls out Adam Cole again, but no, it's not Adam Cole. Here comes Finn Balor. And oh then, shit! Yeah, you didn't see that coming, right? And then uh, so I then love when Finn WWE Balor. does that. Just think, hey, throw every person involved in the storyline or involved in the match. Just throw them out there. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we call this throwing the shit against the wall and see what sticks. So um, Balor comes out, says his two cents, and then. Um, hell happened after that did adam what was balor's but what was balor saying uh basically he was saying that he is looking for adam cole at this point and he shouldn't have like let his guard down with like uh the undisputed era almost sort of like insinuating hey there's a little bit of work here going um but it doesn't seem to be the case i mean honestly man like i feel like the undisputed era has been sort of stale for the last say six months at the least at the very least um and you can't necessarily waste a, a talent like Adam Cole like that for that much time. Because um, truth be told, if he went to, say, a, a competitor, let's say, uh, he's probably either going for the TNT title or definitely the world title. I mean, he's got that sort of talent and that sort of charisma. Um, let me ask you a question about Adam Cole. Like The, the obvious correlation there is... Um, Shawn Michaels. Do you see it or do you like do you like Adam Cole better than what Shawn Michaels was? Or do you see a I don't know, any, any sort of uh similarities there? Oh yeah, I mean there's definitely he's definitely a Shawn Michaels guy. He wrestles like Shawn Michaels, super kick and all. He has a lot of he has a similar moveset. But he's more evolved, yeah. you know. I mean, it's a di- wrestling's a different thing. I mean, Shawn Michaels yeah. did would do a, a simple something simple as a moonsault, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's such a high flyer for a heavyweight champion." Moonsault mm-hmm. ain't, ain't no thing now, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a different yeah. evolution. So it's weird. I will say this: Adam Cole does a great job of telling stories like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I think again, I, I think he's kind of a very similar wrestler to Shawn Michaels. Uh, I definitely he's more of a Shawn Michaels hybrid type wrestler than he is, say, a tech tactician. Yeah, like you would see. But he's got a little bit of that that New Japan flair, too, with the, his striking ability. So who do you think who do you think was better on the mic, Shawn Michaels or Adam Cole? I, oh, I, I was never a Shawn Michaels fan on the mic. Right. But the guy got more. heat. So he, yeah. I think Adam Cole has to. Adam Cole has to make a much bigger difference. I think his potential, I don't think Vince will ever give Adam Cole the stage that he gave Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So his impact is not going to be as great as Shawn Michaels. That's what I'll say. Like when I, when I compare those two in my mind, I think uh, Adam Cole's a little bit more refined on the microphone, but he is yet to go on like besides the whole Adam Cole baby interaction with the crowd. He has yet to really go and like uh, destroy me on the mic and be like, "Oh my god, you got to see that promo." I yeah, I don't think really he was ever that, that guy. I, I don't think yeah. I, that was never Adam. Adam Cole was decent, but I don't think I've never been super. Even on being the lead, I didn't really like him as a character. Gotcha. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and actually when he was on being the lead is right when I started watching being the lead. Mm-hmm. One of the first episodes I saw is when Adam Cole was obviously killed off because he because Kenny Omega poisoned him. So there's mm-hmm. that. Uh, right. Kenny, but uh, and 
So my thing about that is, and I, I think Shawn Michaels gets that comparison a lot. Everyone always says, oh, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels. I think he's Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Uh, but my point is, is I think it doesn't matter how talented Adam Cole is. He's never going to be the guy on the main roster. And I will say that right now. And I know a lot of people, we might get a lot of hate comments. I know a lot of people, a lot of the smart marks out there as we, as are there, as they're called. And I, as I said, I hate the word mark, so I don't need to be disrespectful. Just trying to go with the lingo. I don't think Adam Cole is ever going to have the opportunity that Shawn Michaels had. I'm not even sure he's going to be AJ Styles on the main roster. Hmm. That's, that's my you know what? The, the only way I doubt that is where Adam Cole had that run as NXT champion. And I think that's when it was a survivor series. And um, he was like the, he honestly was the top talent in that company for about three months on, on the SmackDown roster, on the Raw roster and on NXT's roster, he carried it. So it was like, there was times where I felt like, holy smokes, man, this guy, if you give him the ball, he could actually run with it. It just, it worked. And uh, can he recapture that magic? I don't know. But I, I see that he has definitely the potential to do so. Um, I would like to see him against uh, AJ. That would be a great feud when you mention oh it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be great. Anything with AJ yeah. and Adam Cole. I mean, they're, yeah. what they both do, too. They both bring to the table mm. an ability to make whoever they're in the ring with a lot better. Yeah, yeah. You and the storytelling. The storytelling from them both would be great. Yeah, and again, a lot of that's because they all spent time cutting their teeth on the indies. They're not Baron Corbin. They're not Apollo Crews. You know, these guys have, have really learned all these different tricks to the trade. So when you have uh, all the same producers doing the same matches all the time, the, the matches have the same feel to them. So when you have a guy like Adam Cole, but AJ Styles particularly, who has a lot of input in his matches, you see a different flavor in AJ Styles' matches. That's why AJ Styles always has one of the matches of the night. Mm-hmm. in any WWE pay-per-view unless the expectations are through there if you, unless he's main eventing then the expectations are like oh my god you know he didn't do that he didn't it wasn't a fantastic match and it was a great match but just not compared to what they could do and what people saw in New Japan with Shinsuke and AJ but he he kind of that match because it I guess had a lot of disappointing had a lot of disappointing members of the WWE universe didn't really get as much respect but it was because of the expectation but typically AJ yeah. Styles knocks it out of the park yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, so we could fantasy um, book with this. We could fantasy book with this roster all night long, man. I mean, they have such. This yeah. is the most talented roster in the history of WWE. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know what? And then let me just say this uh, in regards to the NXT. I did watch the first takeover I have, and probably, I think I skipped the last one or two. And uh, this takeover was actually pretty good. Um, there was that that feeling you kind of got where the stories were there, the emotions were there. Pretty good show. Um, uh, I, I got to say the matches were decent, very decent, to say the least. Um, and uh, you know what? Like, if you get a chance, I, I could see them already starting to push this one uh, tag team that won the Dusty Rhodes Classic by the name of MSK. Uh, which they were known as the Rascals previously and Impact, and actually have some sort of connection to your buddy, uh, what's his name, Ace Austin? Oh, Austin yes. Ace? Yeah, they, they were connected Ace Austin, to him, that's actually. right. 
Yeah, yeah. So they they actually, I guess, were like, uh, in, you know, I don't know if aligned with him, but they did do some matches with him. Um, and you could see that um, Triple H sees a lot of value in these guys. And they do put on um, a good match. And I'm not going to say the Young Bucks by any means, but it, they could be like NXT sort of version with them. And on, on, uh, on the show on Wednesday night, they brought him out for the presentation of the trophy. And uh, in true WWE fashion, they had one trophy for both sets of winners. So they scaled back on the budget there. And um, so MSK was there with Beth Phoenix. And it was uh, pretty cordial. These guys are sort of showing their personality, hanging out with Beth Phoenix. They call out the ladies that won, which I, uh, all of a sudden, Shanna Baszler and Nia Jax comes out. And um, they have a, a promo going back and forth. And while they have the you know heat going back and forth between the two ladies, the four ladies, I should say, uh, MSK was in the corner eating popcorn with Beth Phoenix and just their facial expressions and just their reactions to what was going on. They were sort of showing some personality that you don't usually see in, w, in WWE or NXT. So there's just, there's something to watch there a little bit. They're, they're definitely letting them run with it a little bit. And and honestly, the NXT tag division right now, I, I mean, it's only Lorcan and Danny Birch as the champions. No, no disrespect to them, but they're going to lose it to MSK. Who are the fine young veterans or grizzled young oh, veterans? Grizzled, they, you know what that those guys? That's their they, deal. they actually put on a decent match. Like, can, I, let me ask you this: Are there ever guys that you like? Oh, you hear their name, you see their um, appearance, and you're like, oh, I don't like these guys. But then they put on a match. You're like, hmm, these guys actually put on a decent match. And that was sort of my take with these guys. I didn't want to like them, I, and I, I think they're from NXT UK, and. Um, I don't know if it's because of COVID, they're over here on a visa or whatever, but they are very good workers, to say the least. And uh, they can put on a hell of a match themselves. So they actually went against MSK, lost the match, and uh, MSK is definitely going to go and be pushed at this point. It's hard to get excited about tag teams in WWE. It's just that simple for me. It really is. It's just, you know, there's, no, just, there's I, a ceiling I, I, there. I, no, so I get it. I get it. The only thing is, I'll say, is that, you know, as far as WWE, uh, I agree on the main roster, if you will, but on NXT, at least they have a time and a chance to sort of get um, uh, their airtime and actually build up some feuds. I mean, look, FTR was there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I mean, that's where I became a fan of those guys. I mean, I mean the stories that they told, I mean, hell with uh, uh, Gable and um, what's his name? Was it Jason Jordan? Jason Jordan, American Alpha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they great matches. I mean, hell, even AOP, like who was the poor man's uh, road warriors, if you if you will, at that point. They're they're involved involved with FTR in these matches, and they look like viable talents, if you will. Absolutely, a- absolutely. But that's the thing. I mean, it's only so much. I'm not probably going to spend a lot of time watching NXT. So while that's happening, I'm probably not going to pay attention. That's for someone like me. Um, but it's good to know that they're out there, and who knows what'll happen down the road. But as we've seen, uh, you know, for a lot, anytime you, you get excited about these guys in WWE, there's so many times, and I do, and and I don't want to complain about this because I complained about it for years, and I think I don't want to complain about it anymore. 
but I'll say this again. I, I, it's, I have to wait. I have a wait and see thing because there's so many things that could have been done. There's so many things that they could have done better. There's so many things that they blew over the last 10 years since I came uh, eight years since I've been watching consistently again. And so what's good about WWE is really, really good, but what's bad and what's stale is still bad, is still bad and it's still stale. So yep. I'm not going to get excited and I'm not going to keep an eye on anybody unless they're really interesting. You know, is it one of the most, you know, what's one of the most interesting characters on WWE television to me right now? Tell me. Billy Kay. Billy Kay. Mm-hmm. I love this woman to death. Every time she gets on TV, I smile. I care a lot more about Billy Kay than anything that's going on in NXT. And that's a shoot from Silicon Steve Alley. I just, want take, her, is it? I just want someone to care about Billy Kay and take her and let her blossom into a beautiful flower. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing KFAB right there, but no, I, I mean, it's just, there's certain people that get me and I like the underdogs. Billy Kay was supposed to be Marty Jannetty out of that tag team. Mm-hmm. And she's, and she is definitely more relevant. She's on TV every single week. People like her. I like the underdog, Alexa bliss. She wasn't supposed to be much. You know, I like the underdog when, when the underdog rises to the occasion in WWE, someone that you don't see greatness in. And when they rise and they do some really great things, that's exciting to me. So when those dudes are doing something on the main roster that I'll definitely be a little bit more antsy, you know, antsy to check them out. But at this point in time, I'll take your word for it. And I might even check out a match here and there, but at the same time, I, I can't get my hopes up at all because I saw what they did with FTR. That's the exact reason. Mm, no, I got you. And then, um, oh, speaking of what they did with FDR, remember the whole uh, creative like things that they had about their uh, outfits and their you know their tights and what they wanted to do with them? Yes. By chance, did you see what was leaked in regards to um, Lars Sullivan? No, I did not. You got to see this. They wanted to go and refer to him as the brilliant behemoth. And they were going to go and dress him like almost like, um, you know, late, late 1800 or early 1900s, like English uh, with suspenders, no shirt, a pair of pants. And then and I believe he'd have a monocle. A monocle. Oh, dude, so he's going to be like Dr. Mindbender from Dr. Mindbender from G.I. Joe, man. Ah, <laughs> Pretty much. And I was like, I, I can't believe that that was their thing. And first off, Lauren Sullivan sucks. You know, he's the typical and the epitome of uh, putting pig, like lipstick on a pig. There's nothing time to out, work with there. Time out, time out. You don't think you don't. Th- I, I This is why, because Lauren Sullivan sucks. This is intriguing to me. I'd rather see him try to pull off this ridiculous character than whatever the hell he was doing before. The freak, the freak. The right-wing conspiracy theorist, gay-hating freak. And he, and you know what? It's funny. He's like he hated gays, but yeah, he I allegedly appeared in. But he appeared in um, um, gay adult videos. What's wrong with that? I didn't say. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. You know. Well, I mean, a lot of people who are fighting uh, their their inner uh, gay, you know, inner bisexuality or gayness, obviously, a lot of people are afraid of that, so they don't want, so they lash out. How about that one? Boom! Is that a shoot? 
That's a shoot. That's a wow. shoot. I, it's Silicon Valley, man. Silicon Valley. I remember. I remember this when you get salty again. Uh, I'm trying to keep that away. I had a pretty good epiphany over the weekend on mushrooms with, with Kelly Williams. So we're gonna have some fun, and I'm gonna try to stay. I'm gonna, even when I'm being critical, I'm gonna try to keep it positive, or I'll keep it honest, like right there. I'm not saying everything in WWE is bad. I'm just saying what I don't like about it. And it, yeah. so, if you love WWE, God bless you. Hey, people love Kelly. What's her name? Kelly Clarkson or one of those. What now? What's your name? Ah, I forget the one. My the one who sings fireworks. Maybe Katy Perry. Katy Perry. You might love Katy Perry. Okay, I don't. But if you do, cool. I'm not gonna shit on it, and I'm not gonna shit on you if you think Baron Corbin's good. But we know he's awful. A lot of people think he's the best heel in the business, and that's reality. Is that true? I swear to God, I seen people arguing over Twitter who's a better heel, MJF or Baron Corbin. That's disgusting. Yeah, so but that that's that's part of the WWE. In fact, that's the WWE universe that is going to be as loyal as the day is long, and why WWE will never ever be overcome by any wrestling company <laughs> because they have that inceded. I don't want to use the word inbred, but it goes from generation to generation. It, it, it's this built-in audience that they've had for many, many, many years, and people just love professional wrestling. That's all they know, and they don't like trying new things, and that's who they're going to be. And those people were loyal during Gold Dust with a ball gag in his mouth days. They never, they don't leave. WWE audience is extraordinarily loyal. Their programming has been, half the time has been garbage the better part of 15 years. And they still draw over a million and a half every year. No matter what the show is, other unless it's NXT, then I think they draw a couple hundred thousand. I'm just, kidding. you know, you're just you're salty. <laughs> they they gave AEW a run for their money in, in the ratings this week. Oh, I mean, I I actually anticipated them beating them because of coming off. I mean, you're coming off a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW had one of their weaker episodes the week before because they've been we so talk good about lately. That? We oh, we're gonna that? get it. We're gonna okay. get into AEW, and Can I, I can't wait to get into that. I am excited. I anytime I, we talk about AEW, I, my, the nips just get a bit harder. My voice gets a little higher, and I just you start just start putting in the Lars Sullivan movies, and you're like, oh, let's go at it. So, uh, one other was it person I straight gay. Was it straight gay porn? And I don't mean straight gay porn. Porn. I mean, I think it, it's an oxymoron. The other person that I'd like to bring up is uh, from NXT is Io Shirai. Okay. Uh, her talent is, all, is is out of this world. I don't like that her name's only two letters. Stupid. You know what? You're irrational. Your rationality is stupid. It's two letters. Our producer's TJ Duddy, and he's an asshole. There's that. The the irony there is actually incredible. Um, but yeah, uh, if you need a good spot in a pay-per-view, man, that is your girl. She's, okay. she's like fearless. All right. So check it out. That's cool. What was her, what was one of her best moves? She, what did she do that really impressed you? Uh, actually, you know what they did? And you're going to love it because it's all botchamania all the time with you. Uh, they were going to go and uh, they had a platform on a tower near like the tables 
And the table actually broke before she could do the spot. So then they had to improvise. But she was going to go and and basically, from this tower, this little platform that they built for her, she was going to go and jump off it and and through Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez and destroy them through the table, which if, if the table had remained intact, it would have been a great spot. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds like really badass. I I mean I've heard I've never seen any of her wrestle, but you hear a lot of good things. And look, WWE, whatever you want to say bad about them, you, you can't deny what they have done for women's wrestling over the last five, you know, ten years. Not even five years, ten years. It's been absolutely incredible. They have been the leaders. They have built arguably their most entertaining division to watch the last ten years these last six years the women have absolutely knocked it out of the park overall to the point where they they don't even they have so much talent there they don't even use half of these women that would be stars otherwise dana brooke for example you know peyton royce these women would be stars anywhere else anywhere in the world and it's just and, and and they have just they have talent coming out of their ear with women wrestling. And I, I and, you, and yeah, and whoever's spearheading it, Triple H, Stephanie, I believe is the biggest spearhead of that situation. I you give them all the credit in the world. You really you got to give mm-hmm. them credit for that, and give allow Vince credit to be like to give them the keys and, and see what they can do with the with the car. And, and the ladies have actually killed it for me. You, you know, I like. Uh... You know, you and I will go back and forth a little bit about like NXT versus AEW and this and that, but the competition between them. You know what I was thinking is like, I wonder what the what the effect would be, say, if they decided to go and give NXT a different spot during the week, and then they just created an all women's wrestling federation or a show to go against AEW and actually utilized all these ladies. That would be interesting. I don't think they would do it, but that would be yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, just, a, you know, thinking outside of the box because they, I mean, you know what, if you're going to go and give Bailey, Sasha, um, you know, when Becky returns, more time, Charlotte, um, Alexa, I, Nikki Cross, um, you know, you can go on and on, Io Shirai, Asuka. I mean, my God, it, it took me how many names to get to Asuka? Like, you know, you could probably do your entire two-hour show with that entire roster once a week and just build up storylines on that show. I think that would be a great idea. I've actually been thinking about an all-women's episode, an episodic television, but I don't think they would do that because then they would say you're kind of segregating from the two. And this is the other reason why that this is the other reason why they're not going to do it. They went with NXT. This is the reason WWE went with NXT. Went on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. NXT is inherently the underdog to AEW. So it's not big, bad WWE SmackDown Raw going after them. No, they're going to throw their underdog at them. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, you're taking audience away from AEW. You are taking yep. an audience away. It's statistically showing AEW does extraordinarily better when NXT is not on uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. You take away an audience from them. You right. really, honestly, they gave NXT the nice little push in the beginning, but NXT is, is again, the third brand. It's the third brand mm-hmm. far behind. It's still the, it is still the breeding ground 
It's still a place people go and then go to the main roster. It's a graduation, no doubt about it. I'm sorry. Whether Finn Balor likes it better, <clears throat> pardon me, whether, whether Finn, like, Finn Balor likes it better or not is irrelevant. He's only getting 600,000 people usually between 600 and 700,000 people with eyeballs on him every week. And that's a reality. But WWE is okay with it because NXT is getting more notoriety. They're still getting more eyes on it than it had before. And they're the underdogs. So they don't necessarily have the big bad guys. The only problem is now is when AEW continues to build this momentum, eventually instead of NXT going toe to toe with them, like they were pretty much neck and neck the first six months or so. Mm-hmm. Now AEW is either beating them closely or typically they're beating them by 200,000. Significant mm-hmm. amount. So it's kind of backfiring on a little bit. And also NXT got a little bit stale by all rationale, even though they, everyone has said this last pay-per-view was the best one, including yourself, the best one they've had in a, little, in a little bit of time. And obviously when you have the Undisputed Era breaking up, it's going to make waves. That's a big deal. So right now it's, it's a good time getting ready for WrestleMania weekend with NXT. That being said, overall, I, I think that... Wednesday night shouldn't be a WWE night. They should just take it off and then they can really build their other brands. But as long as they're hurting the competition, I think it's worth it for Vince because Vince doesn't really care about NXT too much. Oh, definitely not. He doesn't care about it. I, 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 I'm, I totally understand why they would put it on a Wednesday night and basically not allow and permit uh, AEW to go and get an additional 600,000 people watching it. I mean, that's exactly. just good business. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's and, and AEW knows it's a kind of business if they're but they knew who they were going up against. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Vince McMahon, you have 50 years to study a playbook that this man runs. And Tony Khan has deeper pockets and a passion than Ted Turner. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Deeper willing, deeper willing pockets. He's the president of the company, he owns the, the company. Ted Turner own it as like a little plaything. This is Tony mm-hmm. Khan's passion. And plus he stuff 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 he does with the Dodgers. This is it's going to be interesting in 10 years who will be the more influential owner. I'm not saying more powerful cuz WWE is still going to be the more powerful entity. But who would be the more something. In- Let me just confirm something that you just said. You said Tony Khan's involved with the Dodgers? No, the Jaguars. Oh, Jaguars, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the figure was off. Yeah. Yeah, um, I thought you said. I'm sorry. I thought you said Dodgers. So I was like, okay. I speak very. I speak very, very quickly sometimes. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, but it's interesting. Is Triple H out of these four people, who is going to be the most influential owner in professional wrestling? Is it going to be Tony Khan, Triple H, Stephanie, or or uh, Shane? Mm. Vince is going to be 86. Or is Vince going to still be there? We got to we got to put him in there. Yeah, uh, guy just the guy's seventy five and just dove off of a balcony a year ago. Yeah, I would say uh, Tony Khan, but what I I I mean, my dream would be for Vince to go and agree to take a back seat and just go ride it out into the sunset and say, "Triple H, it's all yours." No. He's going to get out of the chair. <laughs> Enough! Turns into Al Pacino. Now I'm going to die in a gorilla position. I mean, that was 
an exact quote from John Moxley. He's like, he's going to die in the chair. Everyone, he's going to die in the chair. Everyone knows that. And um, you, you would think that would be the case uh, because look, the guy's hasn't taken a vacation, I think in 25 or 30 years. That's a shoot. He's unless there's something at, well out of the ordinary, he's in gorilla position behind that monitor every single time, except for NXT. Yep. That's incredible. It's, and you know what it's and, and and for the first time I, in my life I got it because while I was ha- hanging out with my wife I mean he's a, just an extraordinary man say whatever you want about him about him creatively extraordinary man he doesn't like being on vacation because he gets bored on vacation and, and honestly I there were points there were points in time I when I was on vacation recently I, and for the first time ever I was bored but I got I I don't want to hang out with Linda she bores the hell out of me yeah. I mean, Shayna. Uh, Shane, Shayna, Shayna, come here. Um, look, uh, I'm not going to go on vacation with you guys. Your mother, your mother, God bless her. You ever heard her talk? Oh. Why do I always go into Nixon when I'm doing McMahon? I don't know. Uh, I did not. I did not book Baron Corbin to go over. Oh, I didn't book Baron Corbin. No. <laughs> Bad Buddy should win the 24/7 championship. And the Fiend could beat in three minutes by Goldberg. Oh. <laughs> That's what I think should happen there, Vince. What do you think? Well, God damn it, Nixon, you're great. Love the Republican Party. Yeah. Anyway, shift, let's shift some gears. 